Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome along to the Wiseman Say Preview Pod. We're back to look ahead to Sunderland's bonus game on Saturday afternoon against Oxford United. And back to the miserable, miserable defeat to Oldham Athletic last night. I'm joined, as ever, by Tom, all the way from Vienna. Hi, Tom. How are we? I'm all right, Matthew. F- filled up with uh, my boosters jab from yesterday. That's so, uh, exciting. Yeah, it That's really exciting. is. So I feel terrible at the moment. So that's good. That's good. Um, mm. Which uh, which vaccine did you get? Did you? I got I got my third shot of Pfizer. Well, so you've had three for a Pfizer. Um, <laughs> so basically, you've been to Weatherspoons for your jab, is what you've oh, done there. I wish, I wish you could have like a 99 p Bex afterwards as well. That'd be lovely. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, well, um, so while you were sat in a lockdown Vienna last night, Tom, did you, yeah. uh, I'm hoping you watched the match because I didn't. <laughs> I was at a gig last night. Well, that's the that's the big bonus of having like uh, a lockdown in Vienna. We get I get to watch now all the Sunderland games because there's nothing wow. else to do. And I it was a big loser move on my behalf and paying <laughs> ten pounds to watch possibly the most pounds. boring game of football I have. I have ever, well, so far that I've witnessed. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's um, the old Simpsons movie. So, is it still ten pounds? Can you not get it for like it is, six? It is. If you, it is ten pounds. It's ridiculous. That is shocking. Ten pounds to watch the last. Because last year it was all right. Because if you lived abroad, it like worked out like seven pounds. So it well, like I went up that to was like. The case. So does that oh, not happen anymore? No, no. It actually it cost me more because of the exchange rate. So it's like wow, twelve euro to watch that. Um, 12 euros to watch some... well let's talk about the, the game well you can um, <laughs> very... no no you start very, mate you start a very um, a, a very sort of mixed bag I think in terms of reactions to it um, I don't think anyone's shed many tears about being out of the, the competition but it's not a good way to lose from what I can gather um, it, it seemed to be fairly for want of a better word crap really <laughs> uh yeah it was crap i mean like i said there's many things i like to beat um lee johnson over the head with but uh going out of the, the efl trophy is not something i can really i can really level at him um it was it was a pretty it was a very poor game and mm. it looked very early on that as danny collins said on commentary that like Oldham were enjoying themselves. I mean, this is a lovely distraction from their their problems they have at the moment. And they just 
they seem to play with like a kind of like a bit of freedom about them. Whereas I don't know, it was it was mainly an under twenty three side that we had, but there's n- there wasn't really anything there to be like kind of you know optimistic about chucking the kids in because well, but I mean. And it was just like, like Oldham looked like a more, just it looked a bit more composed on the ball, whereas we didn't seem to have any ideas about it. Like in the final third, it was just, there was no, there was no movement. There was no like kind of, apart from like Kim Pioca had a a chance early on, which he should have scored. And I say Will Harris as well. For like a couple spells in the first half, them two linked up pretty well and looked pretty lively. It just kind of, just fizzled, really. Well, I, I um, just on Harris, I, I, he came on on Saturday um, at Cambridge, and I thought he did pretty well. Actually, he's mm. big, he's quite strong and, and quick, yeah. and he looks to have like he's, he's quite a bit of sort of football and intelligence about him. Yeah, um, interested to see Kim Bioka return to the to the fold after what seems like years away. Well, mm. it is, isn't it? Really, yeah. um, I think that was his first competitive game for us since two thousand and nineteen. Um, which is probably when he scored against Coventry, I imagine. <laughs> but, oh, God, um, God, I, yeah. yeah, I've always thought he was kind of not very good, really. Did he kind of do... I, I'm, from what I can gather from last night, he didn't do a lot to change that. No, I mean, I th- I thought in the first half, I thought he was looking... I thought, oh, all right, he, he looks okay. He looks like a, another option, really. But then he just he just faded, really, in the, mm. the second half. I suppose half. he would. I mean, he's, he's probably not... He, he played, I think, two games for South End. Yeah. This season and crisis club really, so you can't really level too much of that, really, I guess. No, but it's it is one of those things where he has been kind of the longer he's been away, everyone thinks, oh well, you know, Kim Pioca's an option, and it's like, no, it's not really. It's like, I mean, to be honest, I thought the game last night wasn't a game that they were going to really excel at because I thought a lot of the players were like particularly under par. You mentioned like Will Harris there. I think he he's still a good option for the first team. Really, mm. it's just the game last night. I thought there were so many players not like playing well, or like it was. I don't know. It was kind of like they didn't seem to be any like shape or a real system about it. And then the kind it seemed of... like very much just a collection of players that had been picked. Yeah. But when I looked at the team sheet, I sort of. Uh, obviously, I know we have to pick so many players from the last game, so that kind of forced his hand a little bit in terms mm. of having to play some senior players like Diaku and um, I don't know who, who Embleton, Embleton, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of, it was kind of an in-between side, really. I just for me, like the con- the concern from that would be early on in the season when we were having. Um, the games, like not so much in this competition, but the the league cup when when we were using that to to play the second team, the second team was really sort of, and I know last night wasn't the second team, no, but they were the other options really as opposed to the first eleven, yeah. and the 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 team that was playing in the cup games early in the competition was really seemed to be staking a, a claim for the first team, and I know that was it was a more senior group of players. This is the kind of options we've got now, and you look mm. at that team and you think, mm, we need to do a lot in January. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, we played we played at Lincoln like away early in the season, mm. like with a, with not too dissimilar team to what we had out last night, and they seemed to be a bit more of like um, an idea around what was happening in, in with that game. 
Yeah. Whereas I think like the game, the game last night, um, there's a lot of naivety in that game. I thought they were playing against players like Nicky Adams and Hallam Hope, who, like who used to like I know them when they used to play for Berry, and it's like they they're just kind of like your your typical lower league players. They know they know the way yeah. around these kind of kind of games, and especially they might not have ever played at the stadium like before. They might never have played in a stadium that big and it's like this is like like again I go back to they just seem like oh let's go out in there and enjoy ourselves and like yeah. and I do I think they like I said they play with a bit more freedom we played a bit more like you said these under 23s want to be in the first team and I think that maybe that pressure on them when the golden when we didn't score in the first half we had two good opportunities in the first half which we probably should have scored from and then I thought as the game the longer the game went on I was thinking there's a mistake here. There's the mistake coming yeah. here. And yeah, I mean, it's just the goal. Like, I don't know if you've seen it, Matthew, but the goal is. Uh... Uh, I would say yes, but then I'd be lying. <laughs> well, it's, it's not very. Well, let me describe it to you. Oh, this is exciting. I'm yeah. going to draw it while you, while you describe it. Yeah, all right. Okay, you do that. So it's a long, essentially, it's a long punt from like right back position. And it's bounced. Essentially, it's. it's um, I think it's Kieran Dunn and their lad up front who's called Vaughan. He looks about 15. So the ball's gone high up in the air. Dunn doesn't know whether to head it back to Burge, be who's coming for it. And then Burge kind of like stops. And so Dunn now realizes he's going to have to deal with this. Let's the ball bounce. And then the uh, this Vaughan is straight onto him. And then it's just like he's one on one with Burge and he just like slots it in the bottom corner like really nice like composed finished but it's one of those where like a more experienced player is heading that away or just booting it somewhere and he's tried to like control it or do something i think there's a bit of confusion between himself and birch and you know they've just got in and then from that it was just oldham's game to to lose really we didn't really do anything up until like the like the 92nd minute so yeah i mean yeah it's a shame it's a shame i've drawn it there as you can as you can see i've, I've sort of drawn sort of like you in vienna in the top corner there <laughs> like miserable like yeah. a loser yeah we'll post it's almost like 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 i have seen it. it's like been there really um <laughs> the, yeah it is disappointing uh i think I, again it's a game where you look at players like Diaku and you think, oh, he he played on obviously played the full game on Saturday and again in a, in a decent perform a decent team performance. I, I didn't see a lot from him and it's a game where you look at that and you think, right, well, go on then, like really take the game to to this to the Oldham side who are basically rubbish. I mean, yeah. the second bottom of League Two. <laughs> That's the sort of game where you'd be looking at him and it was the same when we played Bradford. Um, you're looking at him thinking, well, go on then, show us what you can do. And I'll just, yeah. I kind of get into the point now where you think, actually, can he really do anything? Like, has he got a lot to actually offer? Like, <laughs> other than coming on against a knackered, rubbish Cheltenham side and scoring? And like, I, just, I mean, it con- concerns the wrong word, but I just kind of think a bit. Yeah. What's the point in him? It's. I thought he was very. I thought he was very poor again last night. You know, I think the. 
I think the enthusiasm's there. I think he really wants to do well here, but like, I, I don't doubt that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he, he seems like he seems like a nice boy, but he's like, yeah. the past, he wasn't good last night, and when he was um, when he was like pulled at half time, I was like, I'm. If that was to do with Lee Johnson just wanted to take his first team players off because we've got a game on Saturday, or more Maybe. that, more that you've been shit. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's give one of these youngins like yeah. um, a run out. Well, Wern, Wern, Wern came on, didn't he? I've been quite impressed with him when when I've seen him previously. Yeah, um, yeah he seemed to be one who wants to get on the ball and like he seems more of this player that like Lee Johnson likes of like. <laughs> You know, gets his foot on the ball, looks forward, always like being a bit like positive with his uh, with his passing as well, and yeah, he he was probably one of the better ones. I also thought Ollie Younger had a pretty decent game considering he had made like quite a few like crucial interceptions, which is I always thought he looks okay. I think Younger looks reasonably composed mm-hmm. um, considering he's not played a lot of senior football, um, mm-hmm. but again, these are players that. The 22, 23 years old. They're not. They're not kids. And yeah, this uh, this is something that I've seen a lot. Well, about the reaction from it today, and and a lot of people are getting a bit confused with like, oh, it's good to you know give these kids a run out, you know, from the academy. It's like they're not from the academy. We bought them all in. Yeah. It's there's only like they're from Burnley's yeah. academy and yeah. West Brom's academy. And... This is it. It's like there's no and like well Hartlepool for so a lot of them for Hartlepool. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's because there's no real kind of, I don't really see any benefit from us or for us or like this kind of like positive way you can put on it. It's like if we're just getting, filling our academy with players that we haven't developed, then it's not, you can't really take much pride from saying, oh, the youngsters are doing well. It's like, well, you just bought an entire new team in the summer. Yeah, and then if if you're just bringing them in, just so we can field an under twenty three side, you'd be better off just kind of really just having some kind of B team system and just playing yeah. like friendlies with with the actual kids that you're going to develop rather mm. than just bringing in players who realistically in a lot of cases are never going to play for the first team. It's no. it's been through desperation that some of them have been in the in the squad and it is it's it's a strange one because we 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 have produced you know some decent. Players in the last few years, Embleton, Neil have, have come through, um, genuinely from our academy. And but you look and you think, well, we're just kind of buying these players from Villa. And actually, I think um, the Sonner, I've been, I thought he's looked all right when when he's played. Yeah, he um, wasn't. He wasn't in the Villa. team last night. No, um, but I don't know. Like Wern, I think is from Middlesbrough's. Set up yeah. or Hartley Pools, or I don't think he's come. I think he's definitely been brought in. I think, and he looks okay. I, I yeah, no, it's just <laughs> I was just looking at Will Harris, which uh, his his like career path doesn't is confusing me because he's like he was born in South Shields and played for like Heaven, right? Uh, and now he's right. now he's ended up at Sunderland, but we had, we got him from Burnley, so oh he, right. So I I I assumed he was like one of ours, but no, so he's, he's not even oh, right. No, he's, he's one not. of Heaven's. No, there's like I say, these through heavens academy. <laughs> like there's not like you're struggling to find like any like you know proper homegrown players, which is quite disappointing, really. And but again, Patterson, I think is Patterson. Patterson, I think, Patterson yeah. 
but it's not like I mean like the ones that are actually from our academy are actually in the first team like yeah he likes a human as you mentioned like Embleton and uh, Gooch and um, Gooch, of course. Yeah, yeah. Diamond Neil. and Neil and it's just but then again this goes back to like our our illustrious owners who we, we get to find out who actually owns us soon don't we um, yeah well some uh, fellow that I was out with last night is very excited to find out <laughs> uh, to find out what's happening oh, I'm sure I'm sure he is I'm sure he is I read his very long article you had to do it, I didn't which I had uh, pleasure in telling him last night but I did retweet <laughs> I did retweet it for yeah. him yeah because that's like that's half the job. If you retweet it, it shows like you're supporting it, but you actually haven't yeah. read a single bit of it. So no, as you will point it. out, that I can't read or something hilarious like that. Yeah, anyway, so. some sumptuous banter. But yeah. he is unfortunately he is correct in the fact that uh, and, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately he's right a lot of the time. So <laughs> it's um, awful, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, it is. Um, but he is right in the fact that anytime we have had a promising academy graduate they're sold for peanuts before we even get a chance to yeah. see if they're any good even in uh papa john's trophy games um so this is why we're going through this complete cycle nearly every year of having yeah. to buy a new academy side because we don't have enough academy players to field because we've sold them all because we've sold them all pence. yeah and then then um, it's like oh they've been sold to leeds for a million pounds it's like yeah I was like, "All oh, right, great. How much did we sell them for again?" Ah, ten grand. I'm like, ah, yeah, good, good. That, yeah. Is there a sell on? No, right. no, no. There's uh, not. No, there's not. Ah, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> we did get the southeast corners worth of seats out of it. Though, oh yeah. So, yeah, and we fixed that yeah. lift of the academy. So yeah, that's, that, that's good. Yeah, it's really mm. good. Well, that was uh, therapeutic, I imagine. I mean, if you if you needed therapy after last night's horror show, I, I will just say the. That game was terrible for 92 minutes, apart from the last minute of the game, which was absolutely hilarious. Um, oh, I don't know if you want to draw this as well. I could draw this. Yeah, <laughs> right, so this is how far we've sank as a football club, that we're sending our goalkeeper up for a last-minute corner oh, right. um, to rescue a point and then send a, a Papa John's <laughs> Trophy game against Oldham to penalties. So, so we send up Lee Burge for the corner, and uh, and it, he nearly heads it in. To be fair, and then <laughs> then Oldham just booted up the other end, and it's left with the uh, the young lad. Uh, was it Kachosa? And he's oh yes. So he's <laughs> he's got it, and he nearly he gets tackled by the uh, Oldham player. Uh, he manages to rec- rescue the situation, and then boot it back up the field where. Lee Burge is still up, up the field. He's not actually run back. He's still stood on like the 18-yard line, just waiting for it to uh, <laughs> come back. So, and then he just kind of like trots back. And uh, I thought oh. that was that was kind of a very. Uh, it was a nice like you know when you're waiting. You know when you've watched a film for a long time and you're waiting for the crescendo at the end. That was yeah. Uh, that was really worth my uh, 12 euro. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems to be. I mean, I've kind of tried to draw. It's quite hard to draw moving pictures. Yeah, and I know. It's, kind uh... of drawn Burge there, sort of yeah. there. You're sort of still there. The ball's been hoofed. He's shouting, ah, because like, the players are running at him. And then he's launched it back up the pitch, and Burge is still there. And oh, now yeah. he's back in his goal, looking despondent. We should um, uh, we should sign these and like give them away as prizes at Christmas or something. 
Yeah, we'll do that. That's what we'll do. I've written it on this um, lovely notepad that I got in a meeting the other day in a hotel for work, uh, which says We Heart Meetings on it. Um, well, who doesn't? Well, exactly who doesn't. Um, right, that's enough about the Oldham game and Chris Weatherspoon getting excited about the minutes. Um, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a minute to look ahead to the Oxford game on Saturday. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say Preview Show. Sunderland face Oxford United on Saturday afternoon in a game that is able to take place because both sides are losers and got knocked out of the FA Cup at the first round stage. Uh, Sunderland obviously hilariously lost to Mansfield Town for the second year in a row. And Oxford uh, managed to kind of do go one better, really, in playing an extra game at Bristol Rovers before losing on penalties, I think. No, Um, no, 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 no. uh, They went to extra time. And were three one oh, right. in extra time, and then lost four three. Oh well, so that's even worse than what I said. Yeah. So well, playing an extra game, uh, going to extra time, and still being knocked out in the first round. A bit like when we uh, played Walsall in an FA Cup first round. Oh we played yeah, that was depressing. Lost. It was depressing. Mm. Um, Oxford, well, FA Cup form aside, they're in good nick, Oxford. Mm. The last ten, well, the, the form guide is, which is my new thing to fill right, okay. out some time um, <laughs> on these pods. <laughs> Sunland, the last ten games, Sunland are in eleventh place in the League One form table, an improvement from the other week when we were looking ahead to the Ipswich game. I think Sunland were eighteenth. Um, we've won five out of the last ten. We have a goal difference of one though because we keep getting humped off the <laughs> The um Woo! Oxford, Oxford, however, are second. Oh, They've right. won six, drawn three, and uh lost one. They've scored twenty goals and conceded nine. The goal difference is eleven. Okay. Um yeah, twenty one points compared to Sunderland's sixteen. And Oxford will go above us in the table if they win. Um, but we will, on the contrary, we will go joint top if we win. So it's a, it is a real, it is a really quite a big game on Saturday, and I'm mm. not there, so I didn't see <laughs> the game last night, and I'm not. I'm previewing a game that I couldn't care less about because I'm not going because I'm going to London. Um, but 
for those of you who are there, we'll, we'll you know we'll look ahead <laughs> to the team and stuff. Uh, this is this is even by my standards quite impressive. Um, <laughs> yeah. So take away the the Oldham game, the the Papa John's uh, result. The last week's been been all right for Sunderland, really. The, the the Shrewsbury result was, you know, disappointing, but having then gone and, and beaten Cambridge seven points from nine, yeah, it doesn't look too bad at all. Yeah, that, like that game was very annoying at the time, but yeah, the the Cambridge game was like a like, like I was saying it, it was a game you like in in normal times you expect to win that, but it was actually good that we did get the win. And this, yeah, as you say, this is a pretty big game, especially. Uh, because Oxford, like they always are, they're always going to be in and around the playoffs, and like they're always a bit of a they're a bit of an awkward team to play. Even though we've got um, got quite a good record against them of late, we've, um, I can't remember. Well, Have we lost to them since we've been down? Um, I, I don't know. We, I don't know. We haven't. We so we um, the first season, obviously the first season was power getting the second yellow. Or oh, straight, yeah. straight red uh, for a title, and then I think we drew that one-one, um, and then we drew nil-nil away, I think, or one Will Griggs debut. Uh, uh, Jimmy oh, that Dunn. was one-one. Sorry, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Dunn. Dunn scored. It was one-one-two. Um, we beat them in the season that never was, one-nil, um, um, and the, away. Sorry, we drew and at home. Yeah, we drew at home on the first of the opening day uh, last season. I can't remember. Um, we be beat. Uh, we did the double over him last year. Beat him, That's uh, very good. Beat him two 0 away, and then uh, the good bet at home. So there you oh, are. of course, power, power. Yeah, Carl Robinson. Well, if the referee, oh. of course, caused Carl Robinson's meltdown after oh, that, the game, that was superb. Actually, oh, it was amazing, and he oh. um, and he imposed a, a touchline ban on himself. Yeah. Because he uh, couldn't be trusted to be within however many feet of Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Kettle. Send <laughs> temperatures boiling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, imagine getting just absolutely like riled by a man called Mr. Kettle. Mr. <laughs> Kettle. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, God, I forgot his Carl Robinson. What an odious uh, man he is. He's, really like, he, he's horrible. Eight. He's horrible. He's horrible. He is. He's still there as well. It feels like he's managed Oxford since the beginning of time, right? and he's just like they always finish in a good position. Yeah, but and they always, always just in this league. They right? always like it's because they always bottle the playoffs. That's what always yeah. happens. And also, I I do. It's quite good that this game has been played in like uh, like winter time because if it was like say we were playing this game in like April or May, then it'd mm. be like. It'd be one of the very like rare occasions where you'd see both managers wearing waistcoats on the uh, the touchline. Yeah. Insufferable. Terrible <laughs> 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 uh, waistcoat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's uh, like like you said because the FA uh, the FA Cups on this weekend is a great chance to like if we are do finish the weekend top of the joint top of the league, then that's kind of yeah. Puts a lot of pressure on on the uh, the teams around us, and it also gives us like you know gives us quite a bit of confidence because we've got another got another home game on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, we play Morecambe on Tuesday night, and then we play um, next Saturday. Oh, Plymouth at yeah. home as well. So it, yeah, 
if we can get nine from the three, then you know you're in a strong position. The only we will go if you win by two, we will go third above Wickham. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only thing stopping us. Go, well, we, to be fair, we can go top if we win fifteen nil. Okay. Leapfrog, Plymouth, Wickham, Wickham, uh, Plymouth, Wickham, Wigan, and Rotherham. If we if we do win by fifteen, if that for some reason doesn't happen, we we will go third if if we win by by two goals. So well, to be, but to I think be honest, more so yeah. To points. be honest, we are we are due a fifteen nil win. We've not had one for a while. I, no. I can't remember the last fifteen nil win no. we did have, um, but it does feel like one's been coming. People do say someone's going to get a good hide enough us this season. Uh, <laughs> So maybe maybe fifteen nil could be on the cards. We don't know. We've yeah, got yeah, your prediction soon, Tom. So, <laughs> but uh, just in terms of uh, of the team, um, something did all right. I, I went to Cambridge. A game I've actually seen. We went to Cambridge. Oh, well, well done. Um, last last week, and I, I thought we did all right. I thought we played quite well, uh, considering that the, the just awful conditions that yeah. the second half was played in. Um, Cambridge really hilariously. Just had a barrage of corners constantly, and then decided to just start and take them out swinging, <laughs> which is just bizarre. Like so strange. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't understand that at all. It was like they saw that we'd scored off a corner, like the first half. It went in by itself. It like. went in because it got blown in the net, and then <laughs> they kept doing it. And I was like, I was. I remember watch. I was watching it going, "This is going to go on forever until they score," and then yeah. they just stopped doing it. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to play short corners, and we're going to try this. Like, I'm going to try and pick you out on the edge of the box so you can volley it. Right? Why are you doing that? <laughs> what are you doing? One, you play for Cambridge. You're not going to be able to do that. And two, yeah. it literally the state the stadium is going to blow away. Like Barley's bowler bowler armor was up in the in the top in the clouds. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought the team. I thought the back three, the system of the back three worked, worked really well. Um, Bailey Wright really. Um, I've been hypercritical of him uh, for a while. He really, um, he really looks a, a totally different player in a back three, and it really suits Doyle. I think mm. we were saying, mm. saying with um, a, a guy I used to do a pod with, and on the <laughs> way home that it um, it does suit him, and he, he he was almost playing as like an auxiliary left back at times. The way he was coming out with the ball, and we've got to stick with that system, surely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also, um, I'm always a bit more confident when you have, like, that three of, uh, of Flan- the, like, the inclusion of Flanagan as well. It always gives me a bit more, like, confidence in the, the defence. Like you say, Bailey Wright's been good for the past, I thought he was good at Shrewsbury, considered, I mean, he was an unfort like, uh, not great result, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where his turn of form's come from because he was woeful like uh, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, yeah he looked late. like he'd. Uh, he looked like he'd. He, he, the, the trouble with with him was when he when he plays in the two, he looks like he's thirty eight. Yeah, uh, and he's younger than he, me. Yeah, and he's, he's younger than, than than even me. I think. Oh God, um, <laughs> and I'm nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd stick with with the back three, and I thought Gooch had his best game in a while at, at wing back as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is it was good to see. Um, the, the other side, though, Diaka. We don't have a lot of choice, really. No. But I think Diaka at left wing back against against Oxford. I don't want that to happen. No, and that's the problem. He's not. He's not in good form. He's not. And this is what this is what I said about uh, last night. 
there's no one in that under 23s squad where you, you could say, oh, he, he could do a job. Because, yeah, like, he didn't, none of them really, like, well, none of them really did anything. So it's like, I'm not sure. I don't know whether, I don't know if Gooch can play at left wing back and then you put Winchester back. Winchester, at, that's what I was just thinking. That's probably the only thing I can think of, really. Yeah. Um, again, though, it's kind of shunting Gooch, who's out of position at wing back into an even more unfamiliar no, yeah. position at left wing back, which he did play actually against Bradford mm. in that dead rubber and he wasn't good. Um, <laughs> no. But we might not have much choice because I don't really want Diaco to play there. No, I, I also think like Diaco needs to be he just needs to be taken out of the team like or like put yeah, back I on did. the bench because like yeah. he's two starting um last two games which he started he's not been very good and also I was surprised he stayed on the pitch for the full 90 against Cambridge like me too he, d- he doesn't one, one thing I will say he doesn't stop he, he will keep going yeah yeah he's he got does. a good engine on him um, but that doesn't really matter if you're not playing very well yeah. um, so that would be an interesting one to see what he does there otherwise in the middle old man Evans is uh, injured again <laughs> is uh, he? his finger isn't it yeah oh my I believe God. so I, I believe he's out for a few weeks um, oh my his God. finger's not even on the button now old man Evans <laughs> <laughs> God so that'll be Neil and an other in the middle Embleton Embleton might have to go in uh, I'm sure I might have made this up, but I'm sure that Corey Evans is injured again. I mean, um, it's not—it's not the wildest prediction you've ever made. No, it isn't. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm sure. So two days ago, uh, Lee Johnson gave this injury update on Corey Evans. Oh, um, God. Said for a short spell on the sidelines, which probably means he'll be back for Northern Ireland's next game in March. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's out with a. Uh, well, he doesn't know. With Corey, we don't know for sure yet, Johnson said. I think he's probably just torn the sheath of the muscle, and that would be the best-case scenario. Bloody we hell. think that's likely to be around two to four weeks. So that's three months. It's just... Uh, he must have just gone out in the storm the other day and, like, blown away. So, yeah. like, <laughs> now the bin's blown into him or something. Yeah, and he's, like, oh, he's, he's torn his kneecap off, just like... What is the point? Like, why we we knew this when we signed him, and we still yeah. went through with signing him. Like, it's stupid. Like, it, it doesn't because now we have no options. Because the, I don't want I don't want Winchester out of the middle because no. he played, I thought he was really good on Saturday. He um, was. He was the uh, the what's it the decoy run for Broadhead's goal was excellent, and I thought like uh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The um, that fellow you do that other podcast with, he's saying that he looked like uh, <laughs> shades of Catamol with his, uh, yeah. his shirt tucked into his shorts and that. And yeah, you don't you don't want him shunted out just because we haven't got anyone else because Corey Evans can't like leave his house without being injured for four weeks. Yeah. Corey Evans is like one hundred and ten years yeah. old. I, I would love to have known what the scouting report on on him was. And when it came down to like injuries, because every like Blackburn fans are saying he's never fit unless he plays yeah. for Northern Ireland. Yeah. So yeah, and then he comes back injured. So yeah, uh, yeah, every time. Oh, uh, he came on as a sub. Yeah, he's probably growing. Right. Well, how has this happened again? Like, it's, it's annoying. Right. It's, it is annoying because Winchester. It's not going to. It's not going to help Winchester's 
play either. Like constantly been shunted from one position to another. Yeah. He's, especially he needs a running. He really deserves a running midfield. And <laughs> he's just it's by by just bad fortune. He probably isn't going to get it. No. Um, because you have to accommodate says, a forty-five-year-old Corey Evans. Yeah, because yeah, it's pointless. But um, <sighs> well, again, that that will be that will be interesting to see what happens there in midfield. Oh, why? McGeady's still dead. Um, oh yeah, he's he's out forever. Yeah, um, and then so you brought Evan Stewart. You would continue. You would hope. Um, um, yes. Uh, I imagine he'll probably play uh, Pritchard again. Yeah, he did all right. He, he had a decent game. We're starting to see a little bit more from him, which, mm. you know, quite a bit overdue. But, yeah, putting some decent balls in and looked, looked quite neat and tidy last weekend. But, and, uh, yeah. And in terms of numbers, um, I mean, he played the full 90 last night, but I imagine Aidan O'Brien's going to get a run out if we, because I can't actually think who else is going to play now. We don't have... We don't have um, Really, any options at all? No. Re- the, the next week, we've just as we've been saying, we've got the three games in in the week, and that yeah. we can really do with getting nine points from. I, I'm not worried about the Morecambe game particularly, but I think that this and the Plymouth game are, are really ones that we could do with, you know, sort of having some players for. Yeah. Well, we're not we're not going to get any of them back before before the Plymouth no. game. I don't think. So, but you say about that Morecambe game, but it's, it's you know it's always one of those where we could you know draw it one one like we like we we do in these situations and like yeah. I don't know I just I, I forgot how many bloody injuries we have racked up so oh there's loads yeah it's but, not, and like really long ones as well it's like oh yeah like Huggins is out till like twenty thirty or something like oh it's, god it's, it's it's mad we we do seem particularly cursed but. Yeah, no, no. Don't oh, mind. No. no, I mean, oh nine could be out till like next year or like end well, of next well, year. Well, there was that just in that article um, that Evans, they were talking about old man Evans. They were, they were saying that oh <laughs> um, nine, it looks like it's going to be closer to the three months rather than the nine. Okay. But I mean, that's still that's much. still a long time. Like so. Um, he's he's getting a, an operation on his shoulder next week, oh nine. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's still March, and that's like, you, you know, that's uh, he's probably missing fifteen, twenty games. Yeah, and it's also <laughs> that he he says three months, but he's not going to be up to speed until like no, five that's it. months. Yeah, 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 which is the end of the season. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so well, that's all thoroughly depressing the the injury list. But that said, um. Are we going to go top of the league? Are we going to win fifteen nil on Saturday? Um, I mean, we might. Um, <laughs> we could. <laughs> we could. Oh, we won fifteen one. I feel fifteen one. Um, I think. I think we will win. Um, I think we'll win um two one. And mm. I think. I think Stuart's going to score because he's not scored for a while. Yeah, he's do. He's do a goal. Yeah. Yeah. He's work- He's working harder. <laughs> He would just work that little bit harder. If he just that little bit harder. Um, Stuart and um, I think we'll... Stuart and then Gooch. Yeah. I think we'll win as well. 15 no, no. I think we'll win. I think we'll win 3-1. And I'll go (laughs) Doyle. Um, (laughs) And the good bet. It's going to happen. 
going to happen at some point. Uh, Doyle, I think Stuart will get a goal as well. I think they'll pull one back, and then I think uh, someone like Embleton will wrap mm. it up. Nice. So, Very yeah, nice. I, but, I, but I won't see any of it. So I don't no. That would, make, um, that would make uh, Oxford losers very much like we were losers on uh, Monday night. Ah, we, yes, of course. The, yeah. uh, the awards that we very much lost um, to <laughs> Northampton Town. Uh, goodness, there isn't Northampton Town. What a, uh, what a way to celebrate your Monday night in London. Gareth, Stephen and Richard went down, uh, drove down in a terrible day of decision making. Oh, God, yeah. All three of them, really. Um, they spent most of Monday in a car, uh, but then they did have a, a very nice time at the awards. There was lots of um, lots of pictures, lots of lots of whiskey seemed to be consumed. Yeah, the booze seemed to be very much flowing, as we should say. Very much flowing. And then I, I went to bed, and then I woke up to just a barrage of uh, pictures of uh, very glaze-looking wise men say contributors with various bigwigs from the journalism world. Such as absolutely, such as uh, now friend of the pod Miguel Delaney. Um, absolutely, of course. Jonathan, Jonathan Wilson and uh, former guest of the pod uh, Barry Glendening from the esteemed Guardian Football Weekly podcast, which won lots of awards, and we won yeah. no awards. We won. We deservedly won nothing. And um, uh, didn't Richard like throw up about ten times on the way home as well? Richard was in a reasonably bad way on Monday in the car. He did eat a boiled egg. Oh, a boil- yeah, a boiled egg from a service station, like an absolute <laughs> psychopath. Which he bought the day before. Richard was due uh, to be on this pod, but he's, he's, I think he's still been sick. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, and then they drove back, and Stephen got stuck in what he thought was traffic. <laughs> But he was actually sat behind the parked car. <laughs> Outside St. James' Park. And if that doesn't win your reward, Tom, <laughs> then uh, I should I should add this was um, at night. So the parked car, of course, will have had no <laughs> lights on. Stephen sat uh, there being all very confused. We have, we have a sticker in the group chat, which surmises him perfectly in that situation. Um you can picture it for yourself. Just picture a very perplexed, bald man sat in darkness, shouting at a parked, burnt-out car on his way back from Newcastle. Um, and then had to be told by a passing Newcastle United <laughs> fan that he was indeed parked, queuing behind a parked car. Yeah. <laughs> you might, you might it, actually draw that. We should draw that and uh, send it. I will draw that. I will draw that after this, and I will. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I'll send it to Stephen in the post. Yeah. <laughs> and report it to the police as some kind of weird death threat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. That's uh, probably it from us now. And enjoy the game. Um, I won't see it. Tom won't be there either. But <laughs> you know, I will be there at the best. end. I will be watching games at the end of the month, so you can come. You will. Punch me then, or something. Come and slap us in the yeah. harbour after the game. Uh, right, yeah. Thanks. All that's left to say is thanks for listening.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.